Howdy doody, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the Homebrewed Podcast. This time we have Wollongong band The Vance. Uh, Cam from the band joined us. That's a lot of and sounding words, isn't it? Cam, Vans, band. Ham brewed. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> Close enough. Uh, yeah, Cameron did jump on and have a chat with us. Uh, made it really confusing for me uh, so for, for, to know who I'm referring to when I say Cameron. But other than that, um, really, really good interview. Um, great to chat uh, to someone from the Vans because we actually featured their track, Belmore Street, on the first ever edition of Homebrewed. So a band that we have been familiar with since our very, very first days. Um, it was really cool to have a chat to them. Uh, probably responsible for some of the catchiest uh, mm. rock music in Australia at the moment um, and, and a band that's just doing very, very well with every single release. Yeah, I'd probably say them and probably Spacey Jane are probably the two rock groups producing the catchiest music at the moment. Uh, they are doing a, a national tour. Um, some tickets are still available, I believe. So if you head to their website, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you wherever you want to connect with them, that information should be available there. And hopefully you can snag up a ticket for the national tour kicking off in March next year. Um, It got postponed multiple times, as Cam will tell us in this interview. So please do enjoy our chat with Cam from the Vans. Now, before we get into the actual band talk, I want to talk about our names. Now, I'm Cameron, you're Cameron. Um, And I was told this little fun fact from Adam Spencer, of all people, when we spoke to him a bit over a year ago. Did you know that our name, Cameron, is an anagram of the word romance? I did know that. Oh, you did? I did know that. I've never, I've never (laughs) like, used that. I've never used it as, like, a line. But I was actually told that by someone else. I was like... Why do you know that? Like someone not named Cameron seems like a thing Camerons should know. Well, yeah, like I said, I didn't know and he told me. And I was like, that's a fun fact. I'm going to tell every Cameron I meet. And you're the first person, <laughs> the first Cameron I've met since yeah. that interview. The anagram romance. Yeah. Yeah. So you said you never used it's it. pretty funny. I've, no, I've never like, I've never said that to somebody like, <laughs> I don't know, like, hey, do you know my name is an you know, anagram for romance? Yeah, you could really just double down and use it like to enter any room, any person you've never met before. Just tell them that fact, whether they like it or not, and it could <laughs> become a, a pretty clear part of your identity or something like that. Yeah, I wouldn't be against that. <laughs> Speaking of identities, uh, the Vans, you've sort of been a part of Homebrew's identity. You were featured on our first ever show. Uh, our first episode aired in 2017 uh, and we featured Belmore Street, which I know was a little old at that point, but we sort of came across you guys when we were starting to prepare Homebrewed and prepare this whole journey that we've gone on. And yeah, Belmore Street featured in the first ever edition and it's been a personal favourite ever since. Nah, oh, cheers. <laughs> 2007. The funny thing about like, because I joined the band technically in at the end of 2016 so like with songs like Belmore, like I didn't even record or write on, <laughs> but I'll, I'll people still say, "Oh, I like Belmore Street," and I'm like, "Thank you so much." Nah, it's, <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks for playing it. <laughs> um, yeah, we've been, we've been. Uh, I don't know. It's just like a, a steady fan of the van since since uh, we got going. Um, and you guys have just been doing exceptionally well. Um, 
uh, it's been really, really nice to to kind of you know watch the band progress and and, and track your guys as you move through. With restrictions easing uh, somewhat in New South Wales, what's it kind of felt like uh, for the band, and, and what does it kind of mean for the band now? Because you guys, you know, absolutely love touring. We love touring. We love. Well, we haven't seen each other since June. With like all four of us, because I live in regional New South Wales, so I can see Tom, the bass player, and then Jim and Bano live up in Wollongong, so they've been able to like catch up or whatever, go for a walk, whatever you're allowed to do. <laughs> but but still, as of today, I only figured out the other day that regional and Greater Sydney can't intermingle for another two weeks or something. So we're just kind of biding our time, waiting to get in a room together. Has there been a lot of like Zoom video sessions to try and hash out some new songs or ideas or you've sort of waited till you're all together in the same room? Pretty much all together. Just like we, we tried a bit of Zoom stuff. We still send ideas and stuff. It doesn't really turn into a song until all four of us are in a room and yeah, I don't know. We don't really write over the, like this. <laughs> I have too bad internet where I live to do zoom writing <laughs> i think that's the awesome nbn that was uh, meant to be the envy of the world has really shown its colors uh, amidst exactly. these lockdowns yeah 2019 uh, which feels like kind of a world away now um was when you guys released your debut album through the walls um it had just you know earned really really good reviews across the board and you guys you know really really uh, cemented yourselves within the scene in australia um what was it kind of like having such a strong response to your debut uh, obviously before we knew what was going to happen we were stoked with it like well we were just hoping i remember we put out mother which is a song on it as a single and then we we're just like oh but triple j played it that's right they premiered it and we're like oh we got a triple j premiere of a song and then it was like oh that's you know a nice feeling as a band and then put it on rotation and then we got the feature album as well which was really unexpected and then is amos still there did i disappear hello i've got you on my end but it's got offline down the bottom where it's sort of showing me all the recordings happening should I just um, jump out and jump back in then? I can see yeah, that right. he is talking on the wavelength. <laughs> I can just go off that. Um, just hang on, I'll, I'll jump out and How try again. reading wavelengths? All right. <laughs> he's going to jump out and jump back in and see that. Is that better? Yes. Okay, good. Sorry about that. I don't really know what's going on. That's so good. <laughs> it's so funny. Good. Just, I think I like just made that NBN comment and then it just like threw me. So <laughs> I think the communications minister was offended. Um, <laughs> the NBN fighting uh, back. Um, with that like I mean you've obviously done exceptionally well since and it hasn't been a huge problem for you but I mean could you give us a bit of an insight into as a band what it was like to do so well off a debut release like that get such great attention I mean you did some touring and then have that kind of momentum stripped in in one sense because you weren't able to tour then and i'm sure it upset release schedules and that kind of stuff what was it like for a band having to like pull back and kind of regroup and and try and push your way through an indefinite time away from doing what you love yeah well that's i don't it was just so weird at the start because we cancelled i think we had to cancel our tour the night before it started that was in march 2020 and we were still like you know what's coronavirus and we're like <laughs> we started in tasmania and then we started getting messages being like 
it's so irresponsible of you to still play on Friday night. With, and I was like, what is COVID? What, what's going on? So, I don't know. Like, like everyone, we thought it would last like a few weeks at the start. Yeah, it's been weird. It's been a very, very weird couple of years. Almost couple of years. We had a pretty similar thing. I mean, less financial stakes in it for us. We were sort of hosting uh, a mini festival, if you if you will. We had four artists from the Central Coast performing live and it was scheduled early April, I believe it was. And we were doing the same sort of things. We're like, well, what should we do? Like, do we have to cancel it? Do we go ahead? And at that point, I think they'd restricted it to... I can't remember what it was, but they'd capped it for indoor venues and outdoor venues were still unrestricted. It was going to be an outdoor sort of event for us. We weren't sure what we were going to do. Um, in the end, the company we're working with pulled the plug on it, which is obviously the right call because we'd never <laughs> done that before. We were so unsure of what to do. Do you remember the sort of conversations other than what is COVID? Well, there was like, can we move this whole tour outside? That was a, that was a <laughs> yeah. thing. And then that was just every day that rolled on. It was just like, no, you can't do that. Can't do that. Um, or even if you could, two days later, it would have been actually now you can't do that. <laughs> Change yeah, exactly. so quickly. Plus, plus just the moral issue. Like, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> but, but I guess the first one was just, oh, we'll reschedule it for June. So this was in March. And then now it's on. Now all the shows we're playing next March, or that's their eighth reschedule or something. <laughs> But we never wanted we never wanted to cancel it because we just knew like whenever we could that'll be what we like as soon as we could tour we'll tour so yeah not a lot of people got refunds which is surprising the advantage is like a lot of people it's like they're going to have other commitments or oh, I'm going to be overseas you know when when this rescheduled date comes through the they are they'd be chomping at the bit just to get out and see you as much as you guys would be to play yeah yeah we're so lucky we got like seven shows in before this this lockdown happened this june that felt so good on that 2019 album that we spoke about through the walls you worked with oscar dawson from holy holy uh, yes. on that album what did you learn from those experiences and what do you still carry with you moving forward oscar's just he's just he's so good like he's so like i know everyone knows how good he is but he's criminally <laughs> underrated still i agree i uh, see so he posts tiktok videos on his account and he just does like a remix of random like household items making a noise and he makes it into something super cool and interesting it's like you have a real talent for this he's a true musician like even just at stuff like that but then like at guitar like he's one of the best guitarists i've ever seen like, <laughs> <laughs> that's coming from of, a lead guitarist yeah oh he's a lefty as well like left-handed <laughs> as like me so that was good making the album but um i think how we got to work with oscar in the first place was we we just went down to melbourne to do jim and i to do a couple of writing sessions which we never ended up writing any songs because it took that week to realize oh we don't really do writing sessions we just kind of write <laughs> with each other <laughs> but we met oscar and then we heard we heard uh that alex the alex lee record that he produced and we're like that sounds good he's a cool dude we didn't know many producers, so we're like, yeah, do you want to do it? He's like, yeah, man. It was good because he's like a, I'd say, guitarist first and foremost. Well, probably originally now he's just spanned onto all types of things. And we had made a pretty guitar-y record, so I think he was the right guy for, for the job. I, I was reading up about this, and, and uh, one of the comments was that, that he almost was like a fifth member of the band for a period there while you guys were working together. Is that something that's pretty unique to Oscar, him just absolutely immersing? Obviously, like you guys got along very well, but immersing himself in the band and what he was working on. And, and then do you think, 
you know, that like that played a really instrumental role in the outcome, the final product, having him so closely integrate with the band. Yeah, for sure. He's one of those producers who he always picks up an instrument and he'll kind of like play along and there's guitar parts on that album. Like he's got writing credits on probably half the songs just because he'd come up with like riffs and little little things that he'd chuck in. That's what I guess what, what we meant by fifth member of the band. Like we just, all five of us would play and it'd be the four of us playing our parts and then Oscar just being Oscar, just making sounds and doing doing weird stuff. We shouldn't praise him too much though because we spoke to him at the beginning of March and he said the March 2020 before everything sort of hit the fan and he said to us, the world needs an apocalypse. So maybe you know, we shouldn't praise him too much because he could have caused this whole mess and for you to postpone all of your tours. How did he not get cancelled there and there? <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's talk about the band name now, The Vance. Um, don't know if it's one you get asked a lot because the lead singer is Jimmy Van, but it's one we like to ask all bands that we interview. Is it is it as simple as that, that it's just the lead singer's surname or do you like the shoe brand or something? <laughs> um, I wasn't in the band when it, when it started, so the story goes, I think this is true. Jim's <laughs> so not I've been told. Me. So the original band, the first gig was at a Battle of the Bands thing and they didn't have a name. And they're like, well, you need a name if you're going to sign up mm. <laughs> for the Battle of the Bands. So then they just called it the Vans, I think with the intention of changing it. Or maybe not. And then now we're still called the Vans. <laughs> but yeah, it's just Jim's last name. <laughs> Simple as that. It's stuck <laughs> and V's look cool. Like it's more just phonetics and stuff. Have you been sponsored by the shoe brand? No, but we, we get a lot of stuff about the shoe brand and about just vans in general, like cars <laughs> and stuff. And what's funny is, and this we didn't do this on purpose at all, but the vans, the shoe brand, they're like, thing is off the wall. And then mm. we caught our album through the walls, didn't even think about it. And people were like, oh, did you do that because of that? And it's like, oh no, what have we done? What have we named our album? It's like the accidental, you know, like commercial partnership there that you that you're then going to have to deny. <laughs> <laughs> We're open to one. Like, there's no, there's not a lot of groundwork that would even need to be done. Oh, really? I no, suppose. we all wear RM Williams. <laughs> <laughs> My actual favourite fun fact about Vans, the shoe, is that if whenever you throw them in the air, they always land the right way up. They very rarely land upside down. Really? Like is a that cat? true? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen, like, like I've seen videos of people just having like 10 pairs of shoes and just throwing them all up in there in a heap all of them land the right side up there's something about the way they're weighted in the sole i think i'm not sure that's pretty right. that's pretty cool when you get home you can just chuck them in the corner and they're ready to slide yeah. into as long as you're left and right or around the right way yeah if you camerons are wearing vans at a party <laughs> with people that you don't know you've got two things you can throw at them as soon as you walk in the building and you know you, you might gain friends or lose friends but it's something um yeah Cameron, you mentioned uh, the little bit of touring you guys got to do um, prior to the this second round of pandemic lockdowns outbreaks, um, and one of those was at yours and ours down in Wollongong. Pretty much like one of the only festivals that Australia has seen since the beginning of the pandemic. Just kind of hit at that perfect sweet spot. Were you guys playing at that festival on a rotating stage? Yeah, it was on a, a rotating stage. <laughs> which I kept walking off and then, because I don't have a cordless setup, I'd like walk off it and then I'd kind of get yanked back to my ear. That's what I was going to ask. What was it like playing on a rotating stage? Like These are a lot of the things that have emerged out of trying to semi-distance some crowds. What was that experience like? 
it was pretty cool because the stage was turning around but uh, other things were like well half the set especially for jim because he's singing the whole time he's facing side of stage it, it turned pretty slowly <laughs> so uh, but he's on the we're on the screens and stuff but i just kind of kept walking to wherever the crowds were but yeah ha- half the gig is played to the sound guy the monitors guy on the side of thing. <laughs> and they're all just there like yeah man <laughs> But that was cool. It was pretty cool, pretty unique experience. I don't know if they'll bring those back next time. Maybe they will. What was that like for the band? I mean, will that just kind of stick out as a like super, super unique experience for you guys, um, you know, having just fit that one in? Yeah, absolutely. And bloody hats off to all the yours and ours crew for pulling it off. Like To pull off a music festival in April in the midst of COVID, it must be like such a bloody headache. But they did it and it it seemed to work really well. And speaking uh, of your touring, you mentioned before that the tour you've kind of, the Australia-wide tour that you've been planning um, or that you've been attempting to have for the last two years, um, you finally rescheduled some dates. Some of them you said have been rescheduled about eight times. Um, What's the plan for that tour, you know, from this point on now that you can kind of see a pathway um, and, and what are you expecting from it? Well, we're expecting it to happen this time. I think it'll happen. I think, yeah, we, we put it in March because we just, we kind of figured the rest of this year is a bit of a write-off. So we're just keen to get out and bloody play these shows and then hopefully go overseas next year as well. Now, we're going to jump soon to your newest release, Feels Good Now. Um, super cool one uh, that has, just like I, I think that these last two releases, Red Light and Feels Good Now, just kind of, shown how you guys have just motored through COVID coming off the back of that release and these two, you know, like without having any upset to, to your momentum, obviously I mean, it'll play shows, but the, the popularity has been massive. I mean, this song that we're going to play was the most played song on Triple J for a few weeks there, I believe. Um, so what's it been like kind of coming back with these single releases and things just kind of, you know, jumping back out at you? bloody stoked like even with feels good now we kind of just recorded that when we recorded red light like in byron so we just did two songs and i don't think it was ever meant to maybe be a single it's just kind of the only other song we had recorded <laughs> literally and we're like oh well what are we going to do we're all locked down and we're like we want to put a song out like we haven't put a song out since april oh we got feels good now that's recorded so we just mastered it and put it out and it's yeah it's mad that people are getting around it and all the support and that that'll be really fun to play live that song as well and then obviously since june you haven't been able to get together and record anything else so that's sort of all you sort of hanging on to uh is there another sort of album or larger release in the works or that sort of depends on once you can get back together once the greater sydney and regional restrictions ease (laughs) yeah well we've got nothing else recorded at the moment but we've got songs written and i mean we haven't played them since june but (laughs) i I guess we could still play them and then yeah definitely an album in mind we're still a fan of the album we know people think the album's dying out as like a format but i like albums so could that perhaps you know i mean you have to act pretty quickly i guess and it's probably a short time frame to get a full album about but obviously you said you that tour in march next year could the album release potentially coincide with that or is that just impossible to do that sort of turnover when you haven't been together for three months as well i don't know i guess we'll just have to get together and 
like on our end like once it's recorded then it's ready to and mixed and mastered it's ready to go it's just about i don't know timing and all the industry stuff that i know nothing about <laughs> apparently these things are important i don't know <laughs> i just record something i'm just like let's just put it out right now i love chatting to the various types of musicians you have people like yourself is like i'm just a musician i want to write music record it get it into the world and then play it live and you have some musicians who are very much about engaging in social media and the marketing and the planning of it all like there's two different contrasting worlds but there's no real right way or wrong way it's just personal yeah. preference i get that it's important i just don't know anything about it like apparently <laughs> you're meant to release songs on fridays every release is <laughs> like it, 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 who, who made that rule I don't know. To me, it would be best to zig while they zag and be like, here's a song on a Tuesday. It's like, well, that's the only song that's coming out today. Exactly. But, but yeah, yeah, definitely an album. And whether it's, I'd say it'll probably be recorded by March, but out, we'll have new music out by March. That's for sure. Mm. A few singles. Maybe not day. a whole album. Yeah. Probably a couple of signals with an album in the bag, hopefully. Well, so. well we've got, that much to work with we'll go now to your latest release feels good now um, i'm sure you know that title has a whole new meaning for you guys now that lockdown looking like it might be a memory though we don't want to speak too soon um you head to your the vans facebook instagram and website if you want to check out these tour dates that have been uh, perpetually postponed but they are coming up now if you want to jump on some tickets uh, i think a lot are still sold out uh is that correct cameron yeah, I think majority of them are sold out. We've added like a couple, of, like we added a Canberra show and Torquay. Uh, also, some tickets have come available for shows that were sold out. So, yeah, still tickets available. Fit yourself in where you can. Uh, the track right now, the latest release from you guys, feels good now. Cameron, thank you so much for joining us. No worries. Thank you, lads. Thanks for having me on.